We can get going. Yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, oh, it's already. It's pretty late already. Yeah. Welcome to the rom-com dudes. We're in a new recording spot. We're in a trailer. It's warmer. Much warmer. Than the attic that we normally record in. Yeah. Would you consider that an attic? The technical term is mezzanine. Ooh, a mezzanine. Yeah. In a... I don't know what that means exactly. I'm it's pretty sure it's... a parking some, garage. Yeah. <laughs> Not a parking garage. It's just a garage. Yeah. It's more of like a... A plane. Yeah, a hangar. A hangar. I think that's where the phrase actually comes from. Is Oh, from the hangar. I think so. Well, yeah, that's probably true. I don't know. I'm an idiot. So I'm, I could be making stuff up, too. <clears throat> um, I'm Austin. I'm rom-com. Carlton. Yep. Here we are, the rom-com dudes. Uh, I've been posting memes on the book, the Facebook, <laughs> the social meds. Oh, I haven't been on Facebook for a little while, so. Uh, if you think they're funny, let me know. If not, I'll Just stop. on your personal page? No, or, oh, on, the, on, the, on the rom-com. Oh, really? Yeah, not a lot. Hold on. Okay, Carlton's looking I'm going to look. It's uh, nice as we're close to the house, so I can, we can get yeah. whiffy. I, uh, I'm okay anywhere we go, but Carlton always has issues. That's okay. Good old T-Mobile. T-Mobile. This isn't an ad for T-Mobile, but thank you. I guess. We're doing uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, or should we say Tim Burton's? Tim Burton's. The Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) The Nightmare Before Christmas. It is The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's not Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. Have you seen uh, Honest Trailers? Yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen that one. It's so funny. Wait, sorry. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, because it's directed by, oh, wait. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, because it's written by, oh, wait. Well, (laughs) he kind of wrote it. Yeah. I don't think they do writing. They do directing. There's another thing, music. Pro- yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why they did It could be writing because he really didn't write the initial script. Yeah. Oh, they screenplay, I think is what they yeah, said. Yeah, he didn't do the screenplay. It made me laugh. It's, I don't know. It's interesting. I know why Tim Burton's name's on it, but yeah. like that's that could be one thing we could get into. But uh, like, so I think his name is uh, something Selick. Is the real is the yeah. director of Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Tim or Tim Burton? So let's see. It says, "Oh, Henry Selick, who directed like Coraline and James and the Giant Peach." Mm. And I was watching like the behind the scenes stuff on the Nightmare Before Christmas Blu-ray, and he was saying like, "Listen, it's it's Tim Burton's movie, but he was never on set." He came to set, I think, five times in the three years it took to record the, to, to make this movie, which, you know, three years is a long time, but that's a stop-motion movie for yeah. you. Um, they kept saying how they had to move the, you know, move the clay figures 24 times in a second. It's like, yeah, it's 24 frames per second. Of course, that's... Was this, was this a 24 frame per second oh, stop-motion? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they want to do, like, 12 or 20. That 12 is fairly common. For stop well, not for a fully... Budget, I Disney guess. True, movie, I wouldn't think that's true. I don't know if any feature, anything that's been a feature, like, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I, I don't know. I, it, I'm sure like some of the claymation you see on YouTube could be a twelve. Yeah, I know there's something else I've seen that was stop motion that was twelve frames per second, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, um, <clears throat> claymation. Uh, it's very fun. This is our second this month. Yeah, and Tim Burton, but he Tim Tim Burton didn't direct this one. Anyways, Tim uh, Henry Selick was saying that he was like, listen, it's it's Tim Burton's story. Like he he came up with the initial story. Uh, he actually helped Danny Elfman write the songs a little oh, bit. Okay, he like told him the story, and then Danny Elfman wrote a couple songs with Tim Burton, but Danny Elfman wrote the, the 11, 12 songs yeah. by himself. 
Um, <clears throat> he's like, it's Tim Burton's artwork. So Tim Burton created the art in a in a storybook, and then he like showed it to Henry Selleck, and Henry Selleck modeled the figures after his art. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so it's kind of like Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You know, like, yeah, it's Dr. Seuss's story, it's Dr. Seuss's characters, it's Dr. Seuss's character, but it was directed by, you know, whoever gotcha. directed Dr. Seuss, or the Grinch, which was, uh, oh, what's his name? He directed Solo, but... Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the best way of looking at that's it. That's that makes sense. He, uh, I think it this is a weird comparison, but it's kind of like one of those like pet projects that we talk about sometimes, uh-huh. where if that person is involved, but they're not involved in directing or writing. Yeah, like an example I can think of offhand is uh, oh my gosh, Hugh Jackman musical. I like it, and you don't like oh, it. Oh, The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. I feel like if he wasn't in it, it it could have like because of how much he was involved. Because he was a producer and all that stuff, it could have been like Hugh Jackman's type thing. Yeah. Even then, the director was fairly involved. That's a bad example. Yeah, but he this is like his first time directing too. The guy who directed The Greatest Showman. Oh, okay. And stuff, but anyways, yeah, no, it is very similar. I think the difference here though is like Tim Burton wanted to direct this movie. That was his first idea, but then he was direct. He just got done directing uh, Edward Scissorhands. I think mm. it was Edward Scissorhands, and then he was directing Batman Returns. Oh, okay. So he was like right in the middle of those two, those two jobs, and gotcha. yeah, it it kind of tied him up. So he hired Henry Selleck, and I think Henry Selleck has never really gotten over. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands and Batman Returns. Oh no, Batman Returns and Ed Wood. That's where it was in between because oh, Batman okay. Returns came out in '92, Ed Wood came out in '94, and then uh, and then Nightmare the Nightmare Before Christmas came out in '93. Oh, okay. So it was kind of Edward Scissorhands, Batman Begins. Probably okay. started about the same time he was directing Edward Scissorhands. And he's in pre-production of Batman Returns. But uh, uh, Tim Burton, you know, hired Henry Selleck. I think Tim Burton also sold the movie to Disney. It was like, hey, th- I want to do this. I would love to do this with you guys. I've done some great work already. I did Batman. I did Beetlejuice. You know, like... Let's. I did Pee Wee Big Adventure. Let's do an animated movie with me. I used to work for you guys as an animator, and they're like, "Yeah, let's." I I think that's a great idea. Let's gotcha. And I think they made it pretty cheaply, like six million dollars oh, or okay. something. But that's '90s money. It's probably like twenty million today or something. Mm. Um, but the, th- the problem was is he couldn't direct it, so he hired Henry Selleck. And I think Henry Selleck has never gotten over that it's his movie. You know, yeah. he's like. I, in the in that behind the scenes feature that I watched, he was just like, he's like, listen, I I I've already said this part, but he's like, I I directed the movie, it's my movie, and he said, and I was supposed to make the movie look like a Tim Burton movie. That was my job. That's what I was told to do. He's like, but Tim Burton, and I already have like the same same aesthetic, anyways. Like, look at James and the Giant Peach. Well, this wasn't recorded at the same time, but I was thinking, yeah, like look at James and the Giant Peach and Coraline. Yeah, you know they look like Tim Burton movies. They're yeah. very dark and twisted, kind of looking. Yeah, at German <coughs> post, uh, yeah, romantic look, goth look, and uh, yeah, pretty interesting. interesting. Um, this movie has always had a spot in my heart is a childhood uh movie growing up like i watched it all the time fun fact i didn't actually see it till high school but uh-huh. we li- we had the soundtrack oh yeah we listened to that growing up this but music is is perfect yeah. in this movie in my opinion i think it's funny because we talked i don't know if we talked about this on 
the podcast, but he talked about how Danny Elfman actually wanted to voice Jack Skellington. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I, cause it, because I listen to music as often as I do, sometimes I forget what the voice actor sounds like, and I think Danny Elfman would have done a way better job. I think so, too. Um, he voice acted a few creatures I saw. He did. He he's one of the three. He's like the clown. He's the tearaway yeah. clown. He's and then he uh one of the kids. The one oh of... Locke, I yeah. think. Yeah, some one of them. The more round face one. Yeah, yeah, the like, skeleton one. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then Pee Wee Herman did uh the devil. The guy who's uh Pee Wee Herman, the actor. Yeah, but which like the the devil because there's a oh, devil. Oh, sorry, the the trick or treater devil. Okay. Yeah, so Locke, the Danny oh. Elfman, and then, yeah, Pee Wee Herman's the other does one. Does he do the singing voice? Does he sing? I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Interesting. Um. So, uh, let's see. I don't even know where to begin, except for, like, this is a perfect movie to yeah. me. I, I don't have a lot of faults yeah, with I this agree. movie. And I think it's kind of interesting when you compare. It's hard to compare because they're, like, the different directors, different times, but... I always forget how much of a better film this is than uh, Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride. Like, uh-huh. I still love Corpse Bride, but, like, they kept the story so much more contained and simple that it didn't need to be rushed. In and, like, because oh, it's still yeah. a short film. Like, oh, it's yeah. only, it's it's still under the hour and 20, hour 20 you're talking about. Like, Corpse Bride has all these rules that we have to get into and they just don't get into. Where, like, Nightmare Before Christmas, they, they have rules and there's, like, rules to this movie, but... Like it's just so simple. It's yeah. like there's doors to other holidays. Yeah. But we don't we don't need to worry about those other doors. We don't need to worry about anything else. We're talking about Christmas and we're talking about Halloween. Yeah. That's it. So I wanted to ask you. Well, you were gonna say something, but hold that thought. Okay. Do you think this is a Halloween movie or do you think this is a Christmas movie? Yes. They That's can't a- say yes. You gotta choose one. I don't is it so funny? I actually looked that up and I, the director has an opinion on oh, this. I don't I know if you hear that, that, but I want to hear your opinion. I don't I'll tell you mine. That's so rough for me. I, I I lean towards Christmas, but I don't know. It's I mean because it doesn't because it's darker. Like it aesthetically, it's Halloween. Yeah, the I think it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's what just I'm like. because I think the Christmas trumps Halloween. Yeah, because it's like because Christmas comes after Halloween in the series of holidays, mm-hmm. people are not in a rush of getting to Christmas so much. They want to have Thanksgiving. You know, they want to have those other holidays before Christmas comes around. And so when people think like Nightmare Before Christmas, they hear the word Christmas, they're like, no, not yet. But I think this is a different special film that you could watch during Christmas or yeah. Halloween. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. What, was, what, did, what did Henry uh, Selleck say? He says it's a Halloween movie. Oh. I didn't read more of the context. I was just kind of curious because I was looking up. I don't remember why when we're getting ready for this. I don't remember how, why I came across that, but I think that's actually like it's just like one of those you know those weird articles where it's like a few paragraphs long. Yeah, like that's all it is. It's like a clickbaity article. Like it must have been like taking it out of context from something else. But Nightmare Before Christmas uh, director tells you what holiday it's actually supposed to be watched in. Kind of like that. Pretty much. One thing I realized in this movie is that they use stop motion and just like the old kind of holiday specials, they use stop motion. I wonder if that's in- intentionally why they wanted to do this in stop motion. I remember the stop motion film that was. Um, did you ever see It's a Weird Christmas? It's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Did yeah, you ever of course. See? That's 12 frames. Oh, okay. Probably just can... cheaper. It's yeah. faster. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, so that's kind of reminiscent of that. And then I was reading that 
uh, in the Wikipedia this this year they were posting that Disney's thinking about doing a live action or a sequel to this movie. Now, back in nineties, the nineties, back in the nineties, the early or late nineties, uh, this movie did well enough that Disney was like, Hey, we'd love to, or early two thousands. Hey, Hey Tim, we'd love to do a sequel. Tim Burton said, no, this movie's not supposed to be a sequel, but I wanted to ask you like, if this was a, if there was a live action remake of this movie, would you see it? Probably. Probably. Curiosity. Yeah. But do you think it should be remade? Into? No. I don't think so either. The only way I could see this being remade into some live action is if it was made longer. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I there need to be a new approach to it. Because I yeah. feel like some Disney movies with the live action, some of them have done a decent job of like telling the story a little differently to make it interesting. But I feel like there need to be like... To make it feel like its own movie in a way, yeah. if that makes sense. It, I think it'd be very CG heavy. Well, yeah. I don't know how they would do Halloween Town ex- except for using the CG. Like, Sally would probably be okay, and a lot of, like, the vampires and the devil and stuff, you could use paint. But, like, Jack Skellington, that would that would be very hard. Yeah. I don't even know how you could do Jack. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, Curiosity... So then... Then I started wondering, like, well, if they did a live action, what if Tim Burton directed the live action? That would be interesting. I would, like, be really interested in yeah. that. That would be just mind-blowing. I, I wouldn't even... I don't know. I, I think it would look really cool, and that's the way to do it, but I don't know. Danny, I think Danny Elfman's singing is also very, very big part of this oh, movie. Yeah. You know, like, without that, I think it's going to lose a lot of charm. Yeah. Because he's, he's got this... Uh, Danny Elfman's got such a cool voice. I wish... He sang more than because he, he's. I mean, because he's ultimately a, a film composer. Like that's yeah. kind of his main thing. But he but, started singing. Yeah, I mean, Ongi uh, Boingi. Yeah, like that's how he started his career. But he just has like because he he's like a good sing like quality singer where he has like good control. He has an amazing range. Uh-huh. But there's still like this weird imperfection about it. I don't I don't know how to explain. Yeah, it. no, I know what you're but, saying. But like that's what it's magic about his voice that it's just hard to like. Who would you find to do that? Oh yeah. They um so Danny Elfman and I we've probably talked about a lot of this on the podcast already because we talk about Nightmare Before Christmas all the time for yeah. some reason. Is it a rom com? Who knows? But there's a song with Jack and Sally in it with the end. I think it's called yep. the Sally Jack and Sally song. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, the called. reprise of Sally's song at the end. Yes, and they fall in love and they said we yeah. can't be without each other, you know, type thing. And yeah. I guess there's an extended cut to this movie that Jack there's there's children with Jack Skellington. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know. It's not in this cut. Yeah. I don't know where you can see that cut. I'm sure YouTube has it, but I don't know. Anyways, rom-com, it's a stretch. There is there is a love interest, and yeah. I remember us talking about it in, I don't know, was it Corpse Bride or Shaun of the Dead, one of them? Yeah. We were talking about how is this a rom-com? I don't even think they fall in love. Well, they do, they do but it's very quick. And, oh, I mean, we're going to get to this, but I do want to say like this whole movie really is just a burnt... I love this movie. Yeah. Talk about it. It's about a guy who's burnt out about, like, he's just burnt out with yeah. his job. That's what the movie's about. Yep. He's just like, I've been doing this for a thousand years or however long Halloween has been around, and I want something different yeah. in my life. Like, I'm too good at what I do. Yep. And he's bored. Yep. It's so great. And then Sally comes in and is like, you need to, no, you're good at this. Just settle down. Settle in. Like, be with me. Be. Let's yeah. do Halloween. And that's just all we do. Like, she's yep. just settle down and let's let's have a family together type thing so it's very very interesting and uh i don't know it just hit home 
this time with me. Like, that's the biggest thing I've noticed oh, yeah? is, like, you know, like, yeah, you're going to get bored with something, and you want to try something new, but it's just not going to work, probably. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't injects. I mean, in this situation, I'm sure it works for other people. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways, I get passionate. So passionate. Yeah, and I I think the reason why I love this so much, and it's we talked about this with Corpse Bride, how it just needed more music, and the music of the songs of this just tell the story so perfect. Because I'm like perfect. Like though I I say this, the worst parts because they're not there's not really any bad parts, but the worst parts of it, in my opinion, are when there's no music. Like the best parts of this movie are the music because of how well it just tells the story. Oh, it's so good. I'm with you. It's so good. This movie is perfect. Also, speaking of the music, have you ever listened to any of the, like, um, the the cover? Yeah, the cover stuff. I don't like it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I forgot. The only one I like. Uh Uh-huh. There's two. Uh, Amy Lee's Sally Song is really good. Okay. And uh, Marilyn Manson's. Yeah, I know Marilyn Manson's is probably the better. I I do remember that one the most, but he sings Halloween, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Halloween town. Halloween song. It fits his style because he's a weirdo with the weird electronic and rock. But I I just forgot how bad some of the stuff, like, I'm like, someone okayed this to, like, be, like, uh, I think Panic at the Disco's on one. And that was, like, it was early in their career. I think he could do a good job now, Uh now that he's a better singer and he's a better writer, but it would be weird. Like, it's okay. But because Marilyn Manson did it so well the first time, and I know you, you're probably not a huge fan of Fall Out Boy, but I like Fall Out Boy's What's This, but it's not on any of the albums. It was just released independently. Right. That's probably what helped with that one. But like All American Rejects do um, the... There are a few who deny. What did oh. I do? And it's so bad. Like, it's so bad. Makes me so sad. And then like Rise Against do Making Christmas and it just doesn't work. Corn does a. Uh, What's the album called? Do you know? Uh, something revisited. Because I'm trying to find it, but. Um. Oh, here it is. I found it. Yeah. So it has uh, Devochka. Yeah, there's a couple of artists on there. Don't even. Danny know. Elfman, Marilyn Manson, The yeah. All American Rejects, <sighs> Amina, Amina. Yeah. Uh, Flyleaf, The Pulpophonic Spree, Vitamin String Quartet. Sparkle Horse, Corn, Rise Against. Corn's is okay. <laughs> like, it's not great, but. Oh, this is just making me sad reading this. It reminds, it's so early 2000s. It's oh, yeah. not even funny. Okay, Yoshida Brothers, Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo E. Gabriela, Amy Lee, RJD2, which I think is a rapper. Oh, really? I think so. Plain White Tees. Oh, my gosh. There's a so bad, too. They poor do Jackson. Jack. Yeah, poor Jack. Oh. Data Rat, Rock, Shiny Toy Guns, and then Danny Elfman, and yeah. then the album Leaf. That's so yeah. funny. Ugh. Yeah. Poor Actually, ears. Yeah. I love, ugh, the music's so good. No. Danny Elfman, he should have got all the awards for this, but he didn't get a single one. He didn't get any, did he get nominated for anything? I don't think so. That's such a disappointment. I do not think so. I just want another Danny Elfman musical creepy something. Well, uh, um, Barber. What's the Barber one? Tim Burton's... Uh, oh, Little Shop of Horrors? No, uh, Sweeney Todd. He doesn't sing, but he wrote the music. Danny Elfman didn't do anything. Oh, he did it? That's like one of the two movies he's never... Oh, made. I feel so stupid now. Yeah. What? I think it makes... Because Danny Elfman's an original songwriter. He's not a, someone who yeah. really does arrangements. He well, he did Corpse Bride, 
Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, so that's why I like Corpse Ride. I think it's the music, the songs are incredible in that. It got an Oscar for Best Effects, Visual Effects. Divert, you know, deservedly. It looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, this, this version we watched, though, I think is a little different than the original cut. Yeah. I think there's things like, there's a moment where the vampires at the very end are like, it, it snows, right? And the vampires are playing ice hockey and it's a pumpkin. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it was a head when I was a kid. Oh. I'm pretty sure they're playing. That's one thing that was different. I think there's an added song at the end. I think that like song at the very end where it's like, Jack is back. Oh, no. Oh. I thought that was always No, maybe it. it is. I don't know. Again, I saw this in high school. <laughs> it so. could, it, but I could be wrong. Um, it will. Danny Elfman got nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Original Score. Oh, okay. But that's it. And then um, there's been other... There's other... When I watch it, I'm like, I don't know. That seems weird. There's like added fog at moments. That I, I think what's interesting is because I, I listen to music and there's interesting, like the way he sings it a couple times and some of the timing is actually different from the, rec- the album recording. Oh, yeah. It's because I know that... Well, like the the recording, it's Patrick Stewart doing the narration yeah. at the beginning. It's because they recorded all that stuff first, and then they realized it didn't work with the movie. I don't know oh. what happened with the Patrick Stewart thing. I was trying to look into that, and there wasn't really anything Weird. on it because I feel like the Patrick Stewart would have been better. Oh yeah, but this one's this guy's fine. Yeah, it, he does the job, but I mean, Patrick Stewart, come yeah. on. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Jack. Guess, now that we're are we done doting <laughs> over this film. <laughs> The soundtrack. We could. I could talk about the soundtrack. Yeah. Or we could Gosh. just go through each song. The score. My God. And then I always, because usually when I listen to it, I just listen to like the songs. I'll uh-huh. be honest. Like as so, someone who listens to scores on a regular basis, I don't listen to this one enough. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! Like when you think of like what makes a good score of like utilizing a melody, redoing it in certain parts to tell a story. Like Danny Elfman's ability to tell story through score because of his melody writing. It's just like it's so good. Oh. It's so good. He he is a master, and he. I was reading too that he was like, "This is the most excited and most proud he's ever been of songs. Like this is his most proud he's ever been with his music that he's made." He said he spent the three years, the whole three years, making the music, and that's why he feels so good about making the music on this. That's awesome. I think I was trying to say this earlier, but he every year in L.A. in uh, their I don't know opera house. I don't know what it's called. Oh yeah, they they. They do a live performance. Yeah, they do a live performance with all the singers. Like Danny Elfman's the main person, but then they have like the rest of the cast yeah. come up and sing their their parts too. That's awesome. <sighs> I don't know if they do it during Halloween or Christmas, but I would die to see that. Oh yeah, I've seen it on PBS. Yeah, they have recorded it. You can and watch been, clips. There's some stuff on YouTube. I've seen yeah. some of Danny Elfman's performances. Oh yeah, it's pretty easy to see, but like there'd be nothing. Yeah, uh, like nothing there's just something about seeing it live. I um, went. This is kind of a little distraction, but I always forget how much I enjoy like a live experience or like a theater experience. We went to uh, Playmill this summer. We went to a the local, Foreigner. That's a local. Oh yeah. Playhouse. I, yeah, there's a local playhouse around here. Um, have you seen the Foreigner before? Local. It's two hours away. <laughs> yes, I have. I was. Was I in the Foreigner? No, I wasn't. I'd never seen it before. It's. Funny. I laughed so hard. Yeah, it's very uh, funny. Sam Merrill played the main foreign person oh yeah 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 he usually did i think i why do i feel like we we didn't do that that yeah. show i don't know it's really popular anyway like every other year i feel yeah. like but like i said it was just that experience i always just forget how good like just live it's so fun theater, there's live just an energy about it yeah and they feed off your energy mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot especially a lot as like someone who like i said i went to concerts growing up and i just 
don't want to rock out anymore. I just want to sit. The more yeah. recent thing, we went to Lindsey Sterling two years ago. Uh-huh. And that was great. I was like, it was like a good live experience, good live music, but I got to sit down. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand that. But, That's what we we started. I haven't been to a concert in a few years, but I think we went two years ago or what? Yeah, two years ago. And we sat in the upper area. I mean, it was an open floor, but we sat up in the mezzanine. Who'd you see? Uh, the bleachers. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's all we see now. So <laughs> whenever they're in town, we're like, oh, we're going to go see them. We love them. Um, anyway, I guess, yeah. guess we'll just go through the movie. Yeah. Uh, I want to, like, point out some names, though. Like, there's Dr. Finkelstein, which I freaking love that name because he created Sally, right? Dr. Finkelstein instead of Frankenstein. It's oh, Finkelstein. Uh- and it's like, oh, he created a uh, Finkelstein's monster, and it's Sally. That's, that's so good. I didn't catch that. There's, that's like, funny. little things like that. The, yeah, there's a couple lines of, like, uh, I'm, I'd have to. I just forget how many, like, little things are. Like, well, with lines the and mayor. Stuff. I wrote this on our Facebook. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the mayor the is two-faced, right? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? That's so, that's amazing. The mayor has two faces. It makes, oh, it's so great. There's just such a great detail. Commentary on politics. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. It's so perfect. In a Halloween town, he's got, oh, man, it's so good. Uh, um, there's the, the, there's a head inside the base, you know? Yeah. The, of the, the band. Yeah. And, uh, that's Danny Elfin. Okay. So that's kind of a fun thing. Um, I don't know. There's a few things like that. That yeah. Oh, there's a jack lantern in Zero's nose. You'll notice that's orange through the whole thing, but it's an actual jack lantern. Oh. Yeah. I didn't. Um, I was like, I I need to like sit down and like, I was working on. I had to work oh, on sure. some stuff. So there's just like visual things. I wish. I just forget. Like there's something that it's not that it's like cheap looking this because you can see like aesthetically it doesn't look as like almost cinematic is a weird word to use but like as um corpse bride like corpse bride has this interesting like theatrical like cinematic feel and this one doesn't feel like that but there's it it works and i like it i think there's a couple of reasons for that first um uh stop motion uses cg now so, like, you don't see it all the time, but a lot of them will use green screens and CG, mm. especially the green screen. Like, that is real big, especially with, um, like, Lekin films. Yeah, with, Leica. Leica. They, they always use green screen. And they do a good job. I mean, yeah, that's they, fine. I'm not against them using green screen. I think it's smart. Use, use your tools. Yeah. Um, and then the second, second thing is they all use digital cameras now instead of film. I feel like, I don't know if Leica did, but, uh, um, Corpse Bride did. They used a digital camera where they just took pictures. Oh, yeah, you, you said it was a DSL. Yeah, it was a Canon. It was just a... Yeah. Yeah. So that could be part of it, too. It was, like, done on film. Yeah. This one looked really clean. I actually really like our blue, the Blu-ray version of this movie. Like, I've had some Blu-ray editions that you can see, like, the film scratches, and they just took, like, an old copy of one of the film reels that they found in the back of some old theater, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just turn this into the Blu-ray copy. This one looks really clean. It does. It's really crisp and clean. Um, so that's not a that's not a big complaint. I I wonder, too, like, just as time goes, films look better with, like, color or lighting and, yeah. and coloring. They can, they're just able to fix those things. Yeah. I don't know. They get better at the craft is really what it is. Well, yeah. So... But like a they they're that's what that's the only stop motion we see nowadays is like a films right yeah. like every once in a while Tim Burton will come out with a movie that's stop motion but uh, they 
they are so perfect at it and so good at it that it looks just perfect in yeah. my eyes. I don't know. This guy, it wasn't his first stop motion, Henry Selix, but it was pretty close. It might have even been his I mean, I'm saying he's he's done stop motion before. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious what else he's done. Um, but like I said, he did James and the Giant Peach. Oh, okay. Line. Those are his like two big ones. He's a goofy looking dude. He actually started, he helped create um, Leica films. Oh, okay. Because. Well, that makes sense because Coraline's a Leica Cor- film. Yep. The guy who like produces them is like a rich guy and he just wanted to create movies and then he ended up doing like, like uh, Bumblebee and oh, okay. whatever. Whatever his name is. Let's see. Bill Mechanic, is that So Henry's, Henry Selick is a film director specializing in films with stop motion animation. Yep. He was a formally, he has formal training as an animator. Yeah. Oh, he also worked with Tim Burton in the Disney studio. Oh, okay. So he's he was an animator, animator with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he has a short film called Slow Bob in the Lower Dimension. That looks like it could be stop motion esque. Tim so Burton, though, he uses a lot of. I know this is a Tim Burton's movie, but Tim Burton's familiar with stop motion. He did it in Beetlejuice. He's done it in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He, you know, like most of his movies has had stop motion in it. Frank and Weenie's stop motion, isn't it? Yeah, the whole thing. I've never seen Frank and Weenie's. The only Tim Burton movie I have not seen. Yeah. But then there's like movies today, like the Lego movie that they use, they make their movies look stop motion. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Or like. I feel like Spider-Verse does that, too. Oh, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man. It, it's not stop-motion, but they make it look that way so that, I don't know, it has texture to it, I guess. So a lot of that, if you ever, like said, if you like behind-the-scenes stuff, looking up how they did the animation for that, so there was times that... They would go to, like, 12 frames yeah, per second. Yeah, but wasn't the whole thing. It was just, just him. him. Yeah, because they would do that on uh, older cartoons to make it look like faster or yeah. something like that. It would cut production a, cost and it would also make them look speedier. Yeah. Stuff. Really, really interesting. Yeah. So let's, uh, I guess we dive in. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> it, well, how does it start? It has a narrator. Yep. Right. And it's like, Ooh, look at this town. It's a, uh, you know, the, the, there's a door and we go through this jack-o'-lantern door. Yeah. That's kind of like, what this Pretty is. much just like a, like that without like a needed understanding of rules, it, it tells you uh, you you see the doors of the different worlds. Yeah, you see all these different holidays. You got yeah. Easter, we got Thanksgiving, we got Christmas, we got oh. Halloween, we got... That's kind of what you see. I don't think yeah. you see any... Oh, there's uh, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, okay. So I think you see those. And we go through the Halloween door, and you're like, oh, interesting. <laughs> We're going into this town that's Halloween, and then a song pops up, and, and then it's perfect. This is Halloween. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and that so intro good. is just so catchy. It just uh, doom, brings doom, you in. Doom, boom, doom, boom, boom. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. And then we int- not only is that song so good, but we're introduced to the entire town. Yep. And that, like, two, three-minute song. Like, we know it's Halloween day, and that this is, like the the town's biggest event of yep. the year, right? They they count down. We also learn like they count down to this day every year. Yeah, like it's they plan all year to make Halloween just incredible. And it's, I mean, it is an incredible sequence, but it's not like the most amazing thing, right? It's just like Jack Skellington coming out of a yeah. mountain, and you're like, oh yay, cool. <laughs> Pretty much, I love that. But it's still you you know it's a big deal because after like I'm not gonna skip over the scene, but after the scene. 
the mayor's like, oh, we only have 365 days <laughs> like left till Halloween. Out. And the, the werewolf's like, 364! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it! And it, it's interesting that you pointed out, I mean, I've known about the, the, the thematic feeling of kind of feeling like burnt out or washed up or like I've been doing this forever. Uh-huh. It's interesting how much this almost, I don't know, they're all like this cogs in the machine. They just accepted it. They're yeah. okay with it. But like they're very, because they're all kind of dumb. <laughs> right. Well, so this is, this song, This Is Halloween, it introduces us to all the different characters in the song. It's like, I am the clown with the tearaway face. You're in an instant gun without a trace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then there's like the guy under the bed. There's the the vampires. That I don't think you have a part. There's witches and all these different characters of Halloween Town. And then we're introduced to like Jack Skellington coming out of this fountain, which Halloween, the holiday, doesn't really have like a main, you know, yeah. p- person to say he's the king of Halloween. Where like Christmas has Santa Claus, or like Valentine's Day probably has like cherubs. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day has like leprechauns. Le- uh, leprechauns, you know. So Halloween, a little different. I mean, you could probably make an argument that, yeah, skeletons are probably up there or yeah. whatever. But Jack Skellington, he rises up out of the water, and then they're all singing to him and circling circling him, and then it's the end. Like, they're just like, congrats, this is great. And then there's, like, awards. They give out, like, Oh, yeah, and the mayor starts giving the out mayor, the award. Yeah, he's just like, best best uh, vampire, or most, most blood sucked in this year goes to this vampire <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And uh, Jack Skellington ends, and he's kind of depressed. Yeah. Like, really sad. And he's like, oh, my gosh, just another Halloween is over. Yep. It's Same as it was the year before yeah. and the year before that. Yep. There's that scene where he's, like, walking uh, up. So and just... good. And you get introduced to Zero at this moment, which is his dog. Oh, yeah. Um, And he's like, all right, here's Zero. He breaks off a, a rib and throws it oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you There's a lot of great aesthetics in this, like, in this moment. You see the, the mountain or the hill with the curly... You oh know, yeah, moment. That's where he, I think he starts singing right there. Everyone sings on that hill. Yeah, because that's um, you're getting a little bit like you you understand him and in, in this before um, Jack's lament is that song. You also learn about Sally. You understand her relationship yeah. with Doctor Finkelstein. Yeah, I think I think Sally's a little underwritten at the beginning. Oh yeah, and then like, but I don't care. Who cares? She's, yeah, this movie's perfect. I already said it's perfect. <laughs> We're not gonna like nitpick this. <laughs> So sorry, fellas or ladies or whoever's listening. We're not nitpicking it. It's a perfect childhood nostalgic film for me. Yep. And it stood the test of time. I've seen this movie a thousand times. <laughs> <sighs> I love it. I love it. Um, we get introduced to Sally. Sally's a girl who is always, she wants to just be her own woman. Dr. Finkelstein's a creep. Can oh, I yeah. just say that? Oh, like, yeah. I really realized it this time where he, when... When he's really done with Sally, he starts creating another woman. Yeah. Like, I don't know, robot. It's a robot thing in this situation, but like another robot Frankenstein type creature. And I'm just like, dude, you're lonely and creepy. Yeah. (laughs) There was, I was reading in Wikipedia that when they were writing this, I don't know if a Wikipedia or if I was saw it in one of the special features or what, but Tim Burton originally wanted to, uh, or he got pitched the idea that Dr. Finkelstein was actually going to be Mr. Oogie Boogie underneath, underneath the costume. Oh. And 
Tim Burton's like, no, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> Dr. Finkenstein's already kind of a bad guy. Like, yeah. we don't need to, like, make it even worse. Yeah. It kind of makes it better for Sally that way anyways. And I agree. I was like, yeah, Oogie Boogie's his own man. Yeah. He's the he's the underlord. He's the real creepy dude at Halloween. Yep. But, uh... Carlton's cleaning his glasses. I was fixing them. They're oh, out he, of the. He broke them. I em. just got mm. new glasses, actually. Wow, they look so good. They're the same kind. Oh, cheap ones from Walmart because Bria broke them. <laughs> Freaking Bria. She don't have. It's children. nice though because they were all like I don't know if you remember showing they're all like bent and stuff. Oh yeah. Now they're normal and now they're straight in my face. So, <sighs> so great. Have you listened to? Uh, let's put a pause on Nightmare Before Christmas. You listening to Kanye West's new album? Oh my it's, gosh! I have one issue with it, and I think it's I, a little too short. Yeah, it's really. Uh, no. It's only thirty minutes or something. The yeah, whole album. I've started because I saw a couple tweets on it. I was just I was like, "What the heck's with this whole like Chick Fil A Kanye thing?" Uh, yeah. I songs. wrote that. That was my tweet. There was someone else who shared a meme on it too on Twitter too. Right, right oh. after I saw yours, I saw another. I was like, "What is shaking the trailer?" Yeah, it's easy to shake this trailer. Anyways, what were you saying? But it was like, I was like, "What is going on?" And so I went and started listening to it, and I like, it's, I really like it. It's very good. Um, uh. I think it's God is, or is it on God? Maybe it's follow God. I'm going to listen real quick. It's not that one. It's follow God. I think. No, which one is it? I only Uh, got through Clothes. I got to On God. It's the last song. Oh, On God is the best song. So good. It has this like... I don't know. Okay, we can probably listen to it, but we probably can't. We got to talk through it. You can listen to it. We just got to talk we'll through listen, it. I think. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, it has this like cool synth, like do 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 throughout uh, it, and then he's like rapping and singing it, and then that first song. Oh, maybe it, is it the first song? Oh yeah. Oh my god. First song like introduces. You yeah, it's just his like, introduction. Sunday choir, so good. And but it, I like the way it's produced. How it's like fast, and there's like some interesting editing that's my going only on. Only issue with it. I like the editing. I like the producing. I think it's too fast. Oh. I think it's too short. Yeah. Each song's only like two minutes long. Yeah. I want more. The album's blue and it's leaving me blue. <sighs> Kanye, if you're listening. To 27 this, minutes and four seconds. That's so such short. a short album. That's crazy. This part right here. I'm just going to play it real quick. It's so good in this album. I wanted more. Oh, this is a. I can't, talk, I can't play it too much, but. That uh, one was. What song is that? That's Sella. That song is so good. Yeah. It's I really like this album. I um just want more. Just like Nightmare Before Christmas. I just want more. Yeah. Actually this movie's really good like really well placed paced. Yeah. I think uh it's perfectly timed. So yeah, now we get to Jack's Lament after Yeah. He sings Jack's Lament. He's so sad, depressed. I sang this song for a talent show once. Okay, sing it. Let's hear it. There are few who okay. deny it. What I do, I am the he best. The for best. my talents yeah. are renowned far and wide. Oh, wow. When so it comes wide. to surprises Whoa, in surprising. the night, I excel wow. without ever even trying. <laughs> Doesn't try. With the slightest little effort oh. of my ghost-like charms, Charm. I have seen grown men give out a shriek. Whoa! <laughs> That's great. Thank you. you Gotta applaud him. Wow. Also, I was talking through it because again, I do not want to get. Yeah. I don't want him to take this episode down. <laughs> it's too good. I've already played Kanye West music. We're gonna freaking. We're really getting this taken down. Uh, Are they as strict with podcasts? It's as probably like stricter because I think they do. 
I don't know how they do it, but they can probably list somehow. There's an algorithm that like picks it up. Yeah, they could probably pick out like if the Kanye West song is played in it Uh, over and over again. They could probably find it. I would think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Did you know Spotify bought Anchor? I got an email. Uh Uh-uh, I didn't know that. Hey, just to let you know, Spotify bought Anchor. Interesting. So, fun fact. So he is the best. He That's what's cool about this song. He's like, I'm really great at my job. Just so good. I'm just letting you guys know. Yep. Like, I'm, you know, I'm the best. Humble brag. Humble brag. I'm the best out there. Just uh, get off my back. Or should I say get off my bones? Because <laughs> he's bone daddy. He's the king of bones. He's the pumpkin king. The pumpkin king. And, and I, Jack. He walks for like hours, I think, till the morning. A very long time. Yep. And because um, I'm not sure if Halloween takes place at midnight. Yeah. I'm, like Halloween midnight or the night. The only, the only. No, it has to take place that night of ha- the night of Halloween because they're like, that's when they're like, has anyone seen Jack? They're yeah. Like, There's only 365 days till Halloween. Yeah. And then he's like, 364. My favorite line in the movie for some reason. <laughs> the little werewolf is like. Just growling 364. <laughs> um, but he 364. Walks... Isn't that what he says? Yeah, oh, yeah, because there's 365 was... days in a year, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking 350 something. I don't That was weird. Yeah. So he walks till the morning and then he gets to the trees. Yep, he gets to where you're entering, like the, the segment you see at the beginning yeah. of the different world building. And yep. you, you, parts of you is like, man, I oh. wish they would make a sequel where Jack Skellington goes to Thanksgiving World, but who cares? Yeah. Who freaking cares? No There's... one wants to see Thanksgiving World. No one, I, it's Pilgrims and Indians. We get it. Yes. Native Americans, I'm sorry, <laughs> everyone out there. Uh, there's and... turkeys, blah, blah, blah. And this is like one of those standout times of Danny Elfman's score. Because before then, the what's this? Oh, yeah. It's like, like this. What is it? I don't Piano, even know what instrument is it is. it like a chime? Wind chime? It's a yeah. wind chime. Something. And he's like playing this wind chime back and forth. Yep. But there's a shot at this moment where I was reading that the director said this is the hardest shot we had to take. And it's when Jack Skellington's reaching for the Christmas doorknob and the reflections reflecting off to his hand. And uh, they said it took so much time to make the shot. And it was he's like, I don't know if it was worth it, but I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it is a cool shot. The cinematography is perfect in this. Have I said that yet? Uh, we've got, oh, just perfection throughout yep. this whole movie. The coloring, the, the palette. They go into freaking the North Pole and it changes. It's all colorful. It's yep. like, oh, you can feel it. And then we get, what's this? What's the cinematographer? It's uh, Pete Koz- uh, Kozicic. He did Starship Troopers, Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride, Star Wars. Oh, he did visual effects for those guys. Cinematographer, he did Coraline, Corpse Bride, James and Giant Peach, Nightmare Before Christmas. So he does stop motion. Inter- so I'm curious now. So I was watching, like I said, I watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Because I was watching the behind the scenes for um, Two Strings. Coop on the Two Strings. Okay. And like, two strings, <laughs> and I realized like his job most mostly as an animator is to focus on the actual character, but he does move the camera. But I realized that'd be a weird job as a cinematographer because like literally the well, way he has to like do this is because he's not necessarily shooting it; he's just planning all the movements. He of the could shot. be shooting it. I guess he could be. But I wonder because it's so painstakingly like just repetitive and tedious i wonder if he's there for the day like the first of the day because he also is part of the visual effects supervisor so i wonder if he's like okay 
I know how far you're going to get throughout because there's 24 shots in one second, and we yeah. need to get through 15 seconds this this um, today. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know how long it takes them to do. I don't know. But yeah. I wonder if the cinematographer is like, okay, I want you to shoot each shot like this, and then he has a storyboard. Yeah. He's like, okay, do it like this, like this, like this, and then if you have any questions, come get me, and I'll, I'll just finish it off for you. And then he does visual effects or something. Yeah, but it's just interesting, like, the the cinematographer, director, photographer, has such a different job for something like this yeah. compared to a film. Cause a lot of times a cinematographer is behind the camera right. on a film, but this, he's not necessarily, he just plans out the shots. He knows, okay, this is what it's looking like. This is what our storyboard. It's kind of like he's an animator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's just interesting. It's like, a little different cause it's stop motion. Cause they really use a physical camera. So it is a little different, yeah. but, but even then like it's, it's just, for me, it's a weird, just because I'm so new to like in learning animation and stuff, it's such a weird concept to be like, Okay, if I'm, if I'm the one I'm director of photography, I'm in charge of the camera movements. I got to make sure the camera goes this way. But like in animation, lighting and all you're that. You're not. Yeah. You're planning it, but you're yeah. not necessarily executing it. I still it. think he is executing a lot of it. I wouldn't be surprised. I would love to like email him or something. Yeah. Be like, hey, like, what does a DP do for stop, stop motion? motion? Like, are you there the whole day taking every picture? Or are you just like telling someone to do it this way? And then yeah. Yeah, he'll probably be like, it's a mix of both. Probably. Um, I was interesting, like, in- it- interestingly enough, I was watching The Lion King today when you came over and picked yeah. up. You picked up uh, Nightmare Before Christmas today. And yeah, anyways, um, they had a cinematographer. And I'm like, what the frick? It's a digital movie. Like, the whole new Lion King, there's not a single real shot in it, except by supposedly the first one. But, what about uh, the landscape? I know it's not real. None of it's real. All of it's CG. All of it. Holy cow. Yeah. That's and, a lot and of work. S- and so I'm like, well, what does a cinematographer do for that? Same thing though. He just sets up the shots. He lets you know, like, hey, this is how it needs to look. Like, uh, there needs to be bokeh up front and then in the back. Or like there's shots in this new Lion King where like they zoom in real quick and that's the cinematographer has to tell an animator, like, okay, do it like this. Yeah. We want it to look like a camera's moving. And then interestingly enough, I just saw a video, I think a couple weeks ago. Um, Lessons from a screenplay, I think, is what the YouTube oh, okay. guy is. He talked about Toy Story 4, and he talked about how Toy Story 4 is an animated movie, right? It's 100% animated, and it's telling everyone it's an animated movie. Sorry, I had pizza, and I just burped, and I can smell it myself. I'm sorry. It kind of stinks. <laughs> it's for all the listeners. You can smell it <laughs> with your nose hole, ear hole. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, <laughs> Toy Story 4... He um, talks about this one shot. Have you seen this video? Mm-mm. It's very interesting. Uh, I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. So. Well, it doesn't really talk about Toy Story 4 too much, but he talks about the director of this movie um, uses uh, animation as its actual, as it was shot on an actual camera instead of like real animation, you could put a camera wherever you wanted, right? Yeah. Like if you wanted to put a camera inside of a uh, nose, you can. Yeah. Or if you wanted to put inside of a tiny box with toys, you can. Yeah. But this guy, he does that, but then he'll also use, like, lenses that you don't really have to use. So the example he uses is called a split shot. And what a split shot is is what they – it's a screw-on filter. And one side is thicker than the other side, so it kind of leaves a little bokeh on one side, and the other side is just a focus of what the the lens would actually be focused. Okay. So what you can do is put more in the shot and uh, put two people in the shot 
without it um, messing up the focus because you can only focus on one thing with a, a lens, right? Yeah. Like, well, one one part of the whole yeah picture. You can focus on a lot of things, but it's just one part. Where this the split shot, you can focus on two things. So you can put oh. someone up closer to the camera and someone further away, and it will show that like Woody is further back on the shelf where uh, the doll that Woody's talking to is closer up in the shelf, and you'll get both of them in focus. Interesting. And it gives this effect of like of um, kind of a dramatic effect of a villaining, villainous look to the person closer to the camera or also shows grief. Like, you can see a lot more emotion on a person's face. Anyways, they do this shot in Toy Story 4, and, the, and notes from a screenwriter is like, why do they do that? Like, it's, a, it's an animated movie. They didn't need to put this, like, blur line. You can see a physical blur line in between, and he's talking about how, like, they do that because that's just how... Like, that's what audiences are used to, is seeing stuff like this. Interesting. And, like, it makes it feel more real yeah. because we're used to that. Interesting. Um, it feels kind of uh, artificial if you don't do stuff like that. Yeah. It feels like it was handcrafted. And Toy Story is very good at that handcraftiness anyways because if you, you can, like, it just has immaculate detail on every yeah. single freaking animated cell. Yeah. So... That's what's cool about stop motion, I guess, is what I'm saying, is you have to plan that type of stuff. Oh, like yeah. You have to plan split shots, or you have to, which they never do in this movie, but yeah. you have to plan out which lens you're going to use. Are you going to use a 50 millimeter? Are you going to use a uh, 85 millimeter? Are you going to use a 100 millimeter? Yeah. So on and so forth. Um, you know, 1.4, we can do 1.8, how much bokeh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They actually use a lot of, like, they show all depth of field in this, which is good, because you should. You should be showing the whole freaking yeah. town square. It's interesting how... Because uh, that was a lot of nerdy stuff. Yeah, I just talked about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going on on it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I paid attention to this more. How, especially if you're into like like YouTube video culture in any way, where a lot of them are obsessed with a really focused like bokeh or really like deep depth deep depth of field, mm -hmm. shallow. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. But brother Malum, I don't know if I can actually say his name. I don't know if that matters. One of my professors. <laughs> um talks about if you really watch a lot of but like high-end films there's actually not it's all of it's in focus yeah and because um a shallow depth of field allows you to really just control visual hierarchy very easily yeah um but w there's a lot of skill needed to if everything's in focus to actually control where people look right you have to really know like environmental spacing and coloring and that's why it's cool to see something like I said with um, Nightmare Before Christmas. You don't have that to your advantage. You don't have the. You can't blow out the background. Right. But how are you going to make that interesting? But really make sure that it's not distracting at the same time. Right. Like that's um, why these people get paid yeah. a lot of money to do it. They have the. I think the background's a little distracting, but in the best way. Yeah. Like it's not distracting from the characters, but it's distracting if you've seen it four or five times. It's something else to look at. Anyways, I, and I find that to be a good thing. That is a it good makes thing. It I agree. Wa yes. Rewatchable. It's like watching Edgar Wright movies. We just got done watching Shaun of the Dead, and there's a lot of little details in the background that yeah. you might not see. That's in the foreground. Uh, it's so good. Um, so Jack Skellington's in the North Pole. Yep. He's in Santa Claus Land. He's in Christmas Town. He's so confused as to what. He's like, what is this? Why? Yeah, anybody would be. Yeah. Anybody would be so confused by this. 
and uh, he loves it. He falls in love. He's like, yep. he falls in love. He's like, what is going on? He's seeing like people uh, uh, kiss under mistletoe. People he sings thro- a song. People throwing snowballs instead, instead of throwing, throwing heads. heads. Let's see, what's, what's the name of the song? What's this? What's this, duh? <laughs> what's this? What's this? So he, what's this? It's great. The snow looks so good in this. Oh and he gosh. takes a bite out of it. It just yes. looks so cool. It's I don't know so what it is. Because he falls backwards into the snow, and it's yeah. just a perfect outline <laughs> yep. of Jack Skellington. <laughs> I always love that shot. Um, and then the North Pole just looks different, right? Like oh, It's yeah. a different world from, from Everything. Halloween Town. It like it's colorful. It's, it's softer, it's like softer. That. It's uh, colder, bluer. Yep. Not uh, black and and grays. <sighs> Love it. And even then, like if you're talking about like again, we're getting pretty technical in this. Like the way that Halloween it's shot warmer compared yeah. to oh yeah Christmas. Like there's a whatever the, the, the sun, temperature. The moon. The moon's orange. Yeah. Glowing mm. onto the and then also, well maybe not. There's no sun in, in Halloween Town. I don't think so. It kind of gets grayer as like Hall- or Christmas gets closer, like yeah. foggier, but yeah. it's still, I would say, warmer still. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember, too, as a kid, that the moon was a jack-o'-lantern at one moment, but I don't remember seeing that in this in this version. Yeah. Can somebody tell me, because I tried to find it online, but I swear there's different versions in the Blu-ray version than like the old VHS copy. So if someone knows that, let us know. Because it was driving me nuts watching it. I don't know. Disney does that, especially with movies like this. Like, we didn't even talk about this moment. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> we're not very far. We're at, we're at Christmas Town. He hasn't even gone out and gave out Christmas presents yet. Yeah. But uh, Disney originally released this movie under Touchstone because they their other, like, adult, that's their adult distribution center to kind of, so they don't taint the Disney name. And they thought they thought Nightmare Before Christmas would actually be bad for the Disney name, so they put it under Touchstone, which oh, is interesting. Fine, they yeah. did that with um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit too. Oh, that makes sense. They've done it with a bunch of other movies. Uh, the first, actually, their first PG thirteen movie was uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So they were doing that before Pirates of the Caribbean. Anything that was PG thirteen, I don't think they've done any rated R movies under Touchstone, but I could be totally wrong. So they did Nightmare Before Christmas under Touchstone because they were scared it was too dark and too scary. And then they, I don't know, probably in that early 2000s, they decided to change that. Or whenever the VHS came out, they decided, no, this is a Disney picture. We're going to make this Disney. It was too popular not to. Yeah. And I bet they changed things when they said that. Like, I swear they're playing ice hockey with a freaking head. Okay? It's not a pumpkin. And they probably got rid of it to make it look more friendly. There's that moment at the end where uh, uh, Mr. Oogie Boogie is uh, looking at Sally's leg. Isn't yeah. It great. It's a little creepy. A little creepy. Yeah. That didn't hold up very well. No, it didn't. <laughs> Anyways, we're cutting, we're cutting ahead. I, I yeah. was watching that. I was like, why is he just tickling her foot so weird? Yeah. Oogie Boogie's not a good person, though, so it's, I guess it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Digga, digga, digga. Digga, digga, It was weird. <laughs> he was a foot fetish. Um,. I watch this movie every year, Christmas or Halloween or Thanksgiving. I don't freaking care. I'll watch it whenever I want. Yeah. Uh, this movie made me want to have a crush on a goth girl. Um, not sure who, but I'm just saying, like, Sally was like, <laughs> a little awakening. Uh, 
Which is funny now because her features are kind of interesting. They're, she has like tiny feet, tiny feet, sun. and like her, she all like it must have been intentional because I, I realized now, like later in the movie, but she like her face feels like squashed almost. Oh, it did, yeah, for sure. She's like not that. really that attractive. Yeah, <laughs> but when I was a kid, I was like, wow, <laughs> I need to get into goth girls. She's uh, <laughs> she's sung and uh, spoken by Catherine O'Hare, who did like. She's in Home Alone. She's the mom in Home Alone. Uh, she's in Beetlejuice. Um, I'm sure you know here. I, I like. I saw her. I recognize the name. I just can't think what else she's in. She Home Alone's like her her big one. Fun fact. Or Best in Show. Sorry, not Home Alone. I'm thinking. Yeah, never mind. She's in like Best in Show, Mighty Winds. She she's really just like a comedic actress. Um. Yeah. What were you gonna say? You said fun fact, and then I've never seen Home Alone. Oh, well, you're missing out, man. This is one of the best Christmas movies of all time. So I hear. Sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, she is in Home Alone. Yeah, she's the mom. I was thinking the right person. She's in, uh, is she in Beetlejuice? Yeah, she is Beetlejuice. Okay, that's Who what I thought. she in that? Apparently she's in a series of unfortunate events. Dr. Orwell. Yeah, she's the aunt. Is that the doctor? No, that's... I don't know who Dr. Orwell is. She's funny. She's fun. So she's also in Schitt's Creek. It's a TV show. Yeah, I never saw that. Um, anyways. Anyways, we're still in Christmas Town. Yep. Jack Skellington. Well, they're, they're really scared for Jack now. He hasn't been back. Yeah. The mayor's really worried. Like, where is he? We need to get, we need to get Halloween going. We got a year left. That's it. So he uh, keeps knocking on the door. Love this part, right? Like, have you guys seen Jack? And it's like, uh, it's the band sitting there. They're like, no, we haven't seen Jack. And then he like rings the doorbell. It's like a spider and he oh, yeah. pulls it. And it's a, like a lady screaming, yeah. like a pe- death's piercing scream. Oh, so good. And then Jack appears. Yep. Right. Because they hear, uh, there's like a the dog. Why can't they? Oh yeah. Zero. Jack's back. Yeah. And then, yeah, they hear zero. And Jack's calls pull- a town meeting. Yep, get the town together. We got. I have things to tell you. I love this scene. Kind of. No, I. <laughs> no, no, no. Not kind of. I love this scene because again, Jack is bored. Right? He is done with Halloween. He wants to do something else. He's just so bored. He's only got three months till Christmas. He can. He, you know, he wants to plan this whole Christmas. So he pull. He calls this town meeting. Right? What's this song called, Carlton? Do you know? Uh, Come on, you're good at this. Hold on. Hold on. It's pretty easy, actually, now that I read it. It's called the town meeting song. Okay, the town meeting. That's why it's like, when you said town meeting, it was like, for some reason, it was like, that's too obvious. It was like, these songs are like very, they're not hard, like, they're not like weird titles. So. Yeah. So I, I love this because he's like, listen, I want to create, uh, I found this, this town and they, they create joy and happiness for children. Yep. And he's like, they have Christmas trees and they're bright and fun and colorful and the town is not getting it. Uh, not at all. Not at all. They're like, so so we hang heads from the Christmas tree? And then he's like, no, 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 no. We hang like Christmas balls, the colorful, beautiful balls. And they're like, so like so like legs? Yep. Like, no, no. And then and then finally he just like gives up, right? And that's what's so interesting about it, is like He's already getting worn down by the people yeah. of Halloween Town, where he wants to do something different, but it's like impossible. 
like just because of how engulfed he is in the yeah. environment that he lives And the in. way he like gets them excited is funny because he's like, well, I've got to give them what they want. And yep. so he like makes Santa Claus like scary. Well, he, and he talks about other things too. He's like, he, he says some dark things like they feed candy ca- or they feed kids these candies that are, I don't know the way. Yeah. I guess I can look it up, but yeah, he, he builds up Santa Claus to be this like dark. And they call him Sandy Claus. Mm-hmm. I like how it's not Santa Claus, it's Sandy Claus. He always calls him Sandy Claus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he says like he sneaks in their, in their uh, chimneys and gives them, you know, gives them toys and oh, yeah so good i want to look up the lyrics so here's the thing i must have turned away long enough and i don't remember this because one of the reasons sally's concerned is because she has a vision oh yeah that's uh i think right after the town hall meeting okay she has the vision it's not like and i love this vision because it's nothing like big and extravagant like they would do today like yeah. they would have cut back and done this huge vision it's really she picks a plant, it turns into a Christmas tree, and then it burns. Oh, that's her vision. That's the vision. Oh, okay. And she's like, she's like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's the lyrics. Okay, so uh, this is a thing called a present. The whole thing starts with a box. A box? Is it steel? Are they locks? Is it filled with a pox? A pox? Box. How delightful a pox, if you please. Just a box with bright colored paper, right? Jack Skellington's like, no, no, no. Listen, it's just bright colored paper. The whole thing stopped with a bow. A bow. But why? How ugly? What's What's in it? What's in it? That's the point of the thing not to know. Is it a bat? Will it bend? You know, he's like, no, stop. Like, that's not what this is. That's not what this. Because it goes on further. Because it's after that where he's like, I'll give him what they want. Yeah, he's like, listen now, you don't understand. That's not the point of Christmas land. Okay, now pay attention. Now we pick up an oversized sock and we hang it like on the or we hang it like this on the wall. Oh yes, does it still have a foot? You know, like it's so great. Let me see, let me look. Is it all rotted and covered with gook? Okay, so and then they talk about like the small toys, do they bite? Do they snap? And I think this is all like leading up to them when they actually create the presents. It's oh, so yeah. perfect. It's so good. Okay, so then he's like so then he says, yeah, everyone, please now, not so fast or something you have that you don't, you won't quite grasp. Well, I must give them what they want. And then he says, and the best I must confess, I, I have saved for the last or the ruler of the Christmas land is a fearsome king with a deep, mighty voice. At least that's what I've come to understand. And I've also heard it told that he's something to behold, like a lobster, huge and red and sets out slay with his rain gear on his carding, bulging sacks with the big gray arms. That is. So I've heard it said. And anyways, he taught, yeah, it is just Sandy Claus. Yeah. And then he says, well, at least that's the best part. The last line, it says, well, at least they're excited, though. They don't understand that that special kind of feeling is Christmas in Christmas land. Yeah. And then he says, oh, well. Oh, well. It's so good because he's like, I just want to do something different, and I want him to be as excited as me. And I think we've all gone through something like that where we're, like, excited for something, and you're trying to tell somebody, like, listen, no, this is how it is. It's so cool, so cool. And people are like, now that's stupid. And then you're like, then they're like, well, is it like, uh, you know, is it like finances? Something boring. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, it's like finances. Sure. Yeah. It's me and movies. I tell people about movies. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I've yeah. seen a movie. You don't get it. There's box office numbers we could talk about. <laughs> that's finances. <laughs> Which is a weird thing that Carlton's good at. Okay. <laughs> 
Never looks at box office numbers, but he knows the top movies. <laughs> to be fair, it's not like I just know them off the top of my head. You do give me like, oh well, yeah, like I, no one could do it off the top of their head. You need some hints, but still, you're pretty good at it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Right. This is when Sally has her vision. Yep. He gets. I think this is also when because uh, this is where he he gets trapped into his house. Yeah. So he. Because he's like, okay, what, what, what is it about this town? That, what, why am I experiencing this that they're not getting? So he yeah. goes in. Cause what it, is Christmas spirit? Yeah. So he goes to Dr. Finkenstein to get ex- scientific ex- um, experiments. Yeah. He just like, <laughs> so he just does tests. And so that's uh, something's up with Jack Ob- Jack's yeah. Obsessions, the song. Probably my least favorite song. But doesn't mean it's the worst song. Yeah. It's still a great song. It's my least favorite yeah. movie. Oh, I'm shaking the trailer again. I shake my leg. Something's up with Jack. Something's up with Jack. I'm really shaking the trailer. Yeah, he's... I think this is the slowest part of the movie, but it's fine. It's not long. That's yeah. what's great about this movie is, like, it's... I don't know. It's And it still helps with the story. Like, yes, it's not as... Does it help in- with the story? That's, like, my... That's why I think I'm so bored with it is because, uh, like, I know it doesn't really have anything to do with anything by the end of it. Because he says, yes, Eureka. He finds... A color, you know, something happens, but I can't remember what he. What's the thing that he figures out? Well, so okay, I'm trying to remember. So now. the first time is he squishes a crystal, or a, yeah, like a cranberry. Is that? Is it cranberry? Well, he squishes the cranberries with the lens. Oh, with his magnifying glass. But um, what happens is he squishes a Christmas ball into like a bottle of boiling water, and then it turns. It starts glowing red or green or whatever. Oh. And it just starts glowing and glowing and glowing. And then he's like, what does it mean? What does it mean? He doesn't understand. And then it cuts to like Sally trying to leave, I believe. And she's like telling Dr. Finkel, oh, Dr. Finkelstein's hungry. And he like, like gives him. uh, So is that the part where she poisons him? Yeah. Poisons him. And then, and then he like, Jack Skellington stays up all night and he figures out that, what is it? It's like Christmas. Um, so there's something with Santa Claus. Oh, I know what he figures out. He sees a picture of Santa Claus or whatever. He creates a picture of Santa Claus, and he he decide. This is the moment he decides he's gonna take over Christmas. Yeah. This is the moment. Not seeing Christmas Land. Not doing the town hall meeting. This moment, that's when he goes, Eureka. Yeah. He's like, he's I'm like, doing Christmas. You know, I think this Christmas thing, it's not as tricky as it seems. Why should they have all the fun? It should belong to anyone. Not anyone, in fact, but me. Why I could make yeah. a Christmas tree. That's right. Yes. So, like, yes, because it, it, that's where you, that's, I mean, that's an important part of the right. story. So. It is true. I don't know why. I just, that's the part I always get bored. A little bored. I, I, can, I can see it, though. Uh, again, this movie's perfect. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. We are not dogging on this film. It's perfect. Okay. So Jack decides to run Christmas. There's a lot of stuff going on with Sally. I don't remember. I think that's what's happening at this moment is like she runs away from from Dr. Finkelstein and is trying to get Jack to stop. Yeah. Like, don't do Christmas. I care about you too much to yeah. do Christmas. I love this too because I was going to talk to you about this, but I think... Sally's kind of like a fangirl. I don't yeah. know if you realize this. A lot of the town is. Like, you see yeah, this at the beginning. Like, the, the witches are being weird with him, and he's like, does not to do with it. So Yeah, it's kind of in between the lines. you got to read in between the lines for this. But 
I especially noticed noticed it this time where Sally's like just really in love with Jack, but Jack's not really paying attention to her yeah. at all. And the thing I did give credit for is that um, that he's she's not as mysterious like this kind of this random fan girl type of thing is like because obviously when they're making Christmas mm-hmm. that he does have a role for her and he knows what she's good at. Yes, she's so the, there there of are course. yeah like they they know each other like it's not well they all live together yeah. I'm assuming he yeah. knows it's all not as one side as I thought it was yeah yeah it's uh, that moment actually really shows and tells a lot like hey Jack knows everyone and they know the role in Halloween Town which yeah it's very very cool um, so she's really just trying to get him to yeah. stop yeah because a lot of like the story because before you kind of see she wants to just be. I mean, anyone would want to be rid of Dr. Finkelstein anyways, yeah. but she just wants to be this independent person, woman. Yeah. woman. But she now just has a new motivation to yeah. be more independent. So she's doing things like poisoning him to, I, Jack, you need to stop this. Right. Um, so then there's another town hall meeting called, and Jack set, tells the mayor, like, hey, we're going to do Christmas. The, that's going to be us now. I'm yep. going to get everyone in the spirit by doing Christmas. That's how we'll get them to understand. And so Jack Skellington gives everyone roles. Uh, Sally makes Santa Claus's, or Jack Skellington, the Santa Claus outfit. Um, Dr. Finkelstein is to make uh, reindeer. Yep. But, like, he makes bone reindeer. Uh, what else? There's Oh, he calls lock, sock, lock, stock, and what's... I cannot remember. Anyways, the three trick-or-treaters. And their special role is to... Kidnap Mr. Kidna- Santa Claus. Yeah, kid up, kidnap Mr. Santa Claus. And then this is when we're introduced to Oogie Boogie. Yeah. Um, because those three work for Oogie Boogie, and the mayor's like, wait, you called those three? And Jack Skellington's like, yes, they're the best at what they do. And they are. They're really good. They, they're very good at stealing They're very, very efficient. Yeah. But the issue is that they do work for J- Mr. Oogie Boogie, and no one likes Mr. He's just a bad guy. Yeah. And that's a, like that's a kind of a thing to remember. Like they talk about at the beginning of the movie, like the first song, that's our job, but we're not mean in this town of Halloween. Like they're yeah, yeah. Like they're happy, good they, people, and they're they in. know Halloween's a fun holiday. Yeah, and that's what they're trying to do. Except for Mister Oogie Boogie. Yeah, and so that's why like he, there's a couple of times where like because uh, he has a section in the first song, and then um, you see his like silhouette say Sandy. Like he learns about Santa Claus, yeah. and then you hear that this conversation is like, but I absolutely do not take him to Oogie Boogie Man. Yes. Do not have any association with him. Right. So that Jack Skellington starts organizing Christmas, um, and then they're still doing the town hall, and then uh, there's a song right here with the three with trick-or-treaters and Mr. Oogie Boogie. Is making Christmas or um, Capture w- Santa Claus first? Capture Santa Claus is it first. It is first? Yeah. Okay. They're still, I think, he. they all happen in the same day, because they go get the bunny. Yeah. That part's I lo- funny. <laughs> I love this. The Easter bunny. And... Uh, He's like, hey, we got we got Mr. Santa Claus. We got Santa Claus for you here, Jack. And he's like, perfect, unwrap him. Unwraps the bag, and it's uh, uh, the Easter Bunny. Yeah. And the, the, the guy with, like, an axe in the head is like, bunny. <laughs> I always love that line. It's the same as 364. <laughs> Those two lines always stood out to me as a kid. I don't know why. Yeah, so, so they obviously did their job wrong, and then they – because this is where they – then they – they go to their song, Kidnap Mr. Santa Claus. Yes. Kidnap Mr. Santa Claus? I want to do it. Let's dress straws. 
Jackson, we should work together, three of a kind. I know these words really well. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> Is it? What's nabbed? Huh? Oh, maybe it is making Christmas first, and then they get is Santa it? Claus. Oh, okay. Because like I said, they're so close together. Like this is probably one of the quickest, like the yeah. l- least amount of time between songs is these two. So I can like that's why I was like, wait, which one actually happens first? We can't. We gotta talk over it. So <laughs> <laughs> what happens when we do musicals. We should. Oh, I was thinking, uh, we should do a whole month dedicated to musicals. That'd like be, you know, you could do like Christmas. two months. Or I know, more. but like I'm saying, like we yeah. could do like March or January is all. We're gonna just do musicals because yeah. there's there's again romantic comedies. Where this show is still about romantic comedy, so this is a romantic comedy. Sally yes. and Jack. We have gotten so distracted. It's from funny. That. Listen, there's a funny yes. in it. It's so like the humor. This movie's I feel like not the, the funniest in the world, but I think it's funnier than uh, Corpse Bride. Bride. That's probably true. Yeah, it's just more entertaining than yeah. Corpse Bride. Um. Yeah, this movie's great. So they're making Christmas too. Forgot. Yep. So let's talk about that. They become little elves. Uh, they create presents, and uh, let's turn this old disgusting rat. We'll t- turn it upside down into a delightful hat or yeah. something like that. Like you can tell that they like said they're excited, and so he's excited for them. He's trying to like course correct along the way, just not doing a very good job. Yeah. He d- he can't show them the things that he saw. Yeah. So he's trying the best he can. So he creates like they're creating toys, but it'll be like a shrunken head. Yeah. And the- he'll be like, "Great, love it. We just yep. need to get this done. Yep. As many as we can. It'll be like a duck that comes to life, and it's like a vampire duck. Yeah. And there's like a teddy bear that comes to life, and a snake. They give out a snake. You know, these are all presents that they're creating during <laughs> making Christmas. And then you s- there's a timer going off, and it's slowly turning like. Yeah. And it's also cutting to, to the North Pole or Santa Claus Land or Christmas Land or whatever they call it. And the elves are also creating beautiful toys. Yep, you get that juxtaposition of the two yeah. people creating Christmas. Who, who's the voice actor for Santa Claus? Because it is so fun. It is... Hold on. Oh, Paul Rubin is what his name is. is Locke. Um... Here, hold on. I know he's a fan. Ed, uh, Edward Ivory? Edward Ivory. Probably right. Is that what it says? Oh, maybe who, it's not who I thought it was. Yeah, Santa. What else is he in? Oh, oh not, nothing really. He died, it looks like. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he does a very good job. As Santa Claus. Yes, he does. The nice, jolly voice. Yeah. A little bit of a, a grumpy Santa Kinda Claus. Kind of British, too. Yeah. Which would make sense. I think Santa Claus, is St. Nick, is British anyways. Yeah. A little bit like a darker, grumpier Santa. Yeah. So then uh, the three trick-or-treaters get to Santa Claus or to the town, yep. knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And I love this part because he's, like, talking to Mrs. Claus, and he's like, nice, nice, naughty. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, there's not any naughty. There's not that many naughty children this year, whatever the line is. Yeah. And uh, that's when they, they come in and they say trick or treat, and then they just bag Santa Claus. And yeah. Santa Claus has the tiniest hands yes, in the does. entire world. They're like <laughs> as tiny as Sally's feet. Yes. I don't know why the design is behind that, but. Yeah. Because then there's like Jack who has like long, big yeah, hands. Like spider fingers. <laughs> yeah. 
the, everyone looks so cool. Remember how I said Corpse Bride is like bleeding with style? Uh, I kind of like this movie does too. Oh, yeah. It has a very unique look to it. I, I don't think the style is like as cool as Corpse Bride. Maybe it is. I don't know. Hmm. I, I, I guess Nightmare Before Christmas is more iconic. Yeah. So that, I don't know. That could be. Okay. Where are we? Making so Christmas. They've kidnapped Santa Claus. Yep. They bring him. I think this would make me laugh. Um, it's like a weird thing to laugh at. Because he talks about how he's like a big lobster. Yeah. I thought it was like metaphorical. Uh-huh. When he meets him, he's like, wait, you have normal hands. Yeah. <laughs> like right. he something he must have just heard the metaphor himself right. of lobster when he was in Christmas Town. He just assumed, oh, he must be a lobster. Right. I Because uh, he never really sees Santa Claus. He yeah. just hears about he Santa sees Claus. He sees his sil- silhouette the one time. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's funny. Does he have normal hands, though? Because they're the size of a penny. They're yes. just tiny little they're, just, they're not lobster claws, though. No, they're not. Um, okay, so Santa Claus, capture him. They say, what do we, I think, do they ask what they do with him? They really just want him to disappear. They so. just want to, like, he's, I mean, he, doesn't, he says just keep him safe in, in a yeah, way. Like, I don't so know. They, they take him to Oogie Boogie. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say this. <clears throat> Does Oogie Boogie's lair seem weirdly uh, uh, sensual? Is that the right word to say? Like how he twirls, ar- it's he like twirls Santa Claus around, like oh. he's dancing with him. That was a, yeah, there's a little weird. It's like, well, it's in a, it's a, uh, it's a casino. Yeah. So maybe that's what. Like even as a kid, I was like, this feels like, feels awkward. Yeah. For some reason, like it just has a feeling to it that's like, ooh, it gives you shivers. But it's, I mean, it's because he's a bad guy, but also like the way he dances with him and how yeah. he like, talks, and he's like, ooh. We got Santa Claus over here. Ooh. You know, like, I don't know. It always gave me, like, uncomfortable, sensual feelings. <laughs> That's an interesting way of putting it. I, I, I don't worry about it. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm not talking to the mic. You, I don't know what I'm saying, okay? I'm trying I can to get where you're coming from, though. No, like, there's something off. What I'm saying. You're yes. not sure what it Who's is. Who's the voice actor for Oogie Boogie? Ken Page. I don't Ken know what it is. Page. God, don't, I love his singing voice. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's Sebastian in The Little Mermaid. Oh. I think. Maybe not. Is he? No, he's not. Just in, like, the later stuff. He did The Little Mermaid and Immerse Live to Film Concert. He was Sebastian, so. Oh. I don't know. He's in TV. He's done Kingdom Hearts. He did the original Oogie Boogie voice in that. It's like he's just... Mostly a voice actor. Yeah. Which makes sense. He's amazing in it. Yeah. So that's kind of it. Yeah. Like Christmas is ready to go. Yep. Let's and do it. We got we got Skellington, uh we got Skellington reindeer. Yep. We've got bags full of presents. I, and then uh so um Sally tries to stop him. Tries to stop him. She makes fog. Yeah. She can't see. Fog juice. And then Zero. the reindeer, the Rudolph. Parody yeah. reference. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> With his nose so bright. Oh, what is that? Oh, I can see so well. Yes, it's pretty great. So his little glowing, glowing nose helps him get through the fog, and Sally's upset because she does not want this to happen. Okay, so these next events, I love so much. I love this whole movie. Have I said that yet? Uh, I don't think I have. I yeah. I, I think you um, may have implied it a little bit. Let me think about this. 
One second. Let me look at my notes. Uh, yep. I do love this movie. <laughs> Looks like I do. Uh, wait, one more look. Yep. Uh, still love it. <laughs> I have seen this movie. Checks note. Third time. 1,000 times? 1,000 times. Wow. It's a lot. That is a lot. So he gets uh, going. He has flying reindeer. And this is this is finally where we get to we Sally's song. Right? We didn't even talk about Jack Skellington's Santa Claus outfit. It's so great. Let's talk about it for a second. So he's like, man, I'm missing something. He's got, oh, the, he's yeah. got the whole outfit. He's got a he's, fake he, beard. That's the best part. You skipped over. I'm he's, sorry. He put this beard. <laughs> Jack Skellington's wearing a fake beard. That doesn't fit. It's so funny. It <laughs> looks so good. And then he gets the hat, the Christmas hat from Santa Claus. Oh, that's also, what I'm missing. It doesn't match. The fabric color's different. Yep. I, I, it's so good. It's a little detail I just noticed this time. Um. Oh, yeah, that fake beard, man. That's so funny. Okay, so Jack Skellington is flying to the city, and um, he gives out presents, and then we're starting to realize they're pretty bad. Well, this is Sally, because Sally's song happens, too. Oh, right, right, okay. Talk about Sally's song. I mean, mean, you learn, you kind of just have this deeper, because it's her, it's the fangirl song. I mean, but like I said, it's a little more than a fangirl. I'm trying to remember the lyrics of the song. Like I said, I can only think of the melody. Also sung by Catherine O'Hare. Yeah. This is one I don't know as well lyrically, so. I sense there's something in the wind that's feeling like tragedy at hand, and though I'd like to stand by him, I can't shake this feeling that I have. The worst is just around the bend, and and does he notice my feeling for him, and will he see how much he means to me? I think it's not to be what will become of my dear friend, yeah. or will his action. So, yeah, she's just... It's furthering her relationship with him and that she's like, I've done what I can and I'm really sad that I can't do anything about it. That's that's pretty much the song. Yeah, I guess we should talk about this because we're the rom-com dudes. We're specialized yeah. romantic comedies and this is the song that's like she's yeah. showing her love towards Jack. And yeah. she, he's not listening to her. Yeah. And honestly, if this was a real relationship, they should just break it. Sally should move on. Yes. There's plenty of slimy fish in the sea in <laughs> Halloween Town. Little fish monsters. And I think this song, like I said, reading, like I said, after reading lyrics, like, there are things I've noticed more that they have more relationship than I thought. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a, probably more like a friend zone relationship. Like, right. they are friends, probably a lot from a fangirl stage, but they're obviously, and she, he knows Dr. Finkelstein, so he probably knows her, has known her for a while. So this is the the song yeah. that really kind of incorporates that part of the story. All right, Doctor Finkelstein and her should be love mates because I think that's why she was created. Yeah. All right. That's what we like when he creates the other girl. That's what you're you're thinking like. Oh, yeah. Like, like sex slaves almost. It's yeah. Very interesting. Anyways, so he gives out the presents. Sally is sad because he she thinks he's gonna die. Yeah. I, I really think that's like what it is. Not only that, but he she thinks he ruins Christmas. Yeah. Those are the two big things that she's thinking. And he starts delivering presents and it is a disaster. Yep. We got presents chasing after kids. We got wreaths eating old ladies. I love that. <laughs> and the snake eating the tree. And the boy. Oh yeah. Doesn't he try to eat the boy? He tries to eat the boy. No, that's the that's the Oh no, it's the duck. Duck. No, well there's the duck that chases the boy and then there's a one there's a head on a spring that also like chases the boy. Oh yeah, it's boy, chasing like, the boy. That's like the fat boy. Yep. Love that cuz like the buttons are bursting at the seams. Yep. <laughs> Design's awesome. Um but the, and I then, love the wreath like it comes alive and eats the grandma. Yeah. <laughs> 
But it's all like if Halloween toys came to life. Yep. Is what it is getting delivered during Christmas. And then like you kind of there's this kind of this going back and forth of this police officer getting these phone calls of toys and then yeah. there's the news going on and they they have this said you don't get explanation I don't think you need it of them like watching the whole thing through some that little thing right they have like a gas or like a witch's brew kind of situation which is put together where we can watch jack yep so the they try to take care of it evil santa claus they call him and then he gets shot down the the military well he thinks he's getting celebrated which i think got cut this is a moment where i really do think got cut cut because i think a couple shots miss him and then he's like oh look zero they're celebrating us which i think is in the movie still but then, it like, it instantly, he instantly gets shot down after the celebration thing. And it's like, I thought, I'm pretty sure some were in the, like, just miss, and it looks like kind of, not fireworks, but, like, bullets or explosions in the sky. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. I should watch that VHS copy again and see if Compare things it. changed. Yeah. Okay. Getting celebrated. No. Collapse. He falls to the ground. Cuts yeah. to Sally. Sally's very upset. Yeah, because the... Because the mayor says that Jack's dead. Yeah, Starts he, now. He goes through the whole town bad announcing news, <laughs> terrible news, Jack. Uh, so Sally's kind of given up in a way because she's locked back up in her dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my favorite moment of the whole movie. I'm not kidding. I don't know why this this part always gets me. My wife turns to me during this moment while we were watching. She's like, I hate this part. And I'm like, blasphemy. I think because it's so gothic looking and it's so like Baroque period. I don't know if Baroque's the right word, but kind of like that German aesthetic uh, with gargoyles where like Jack Skellington uh, is in a, uh, he's in a graveyard and his, his like Christmas or a Santa Claus outfit is like, dangling oh, rags yeah. Yeah. from him. It, it's just stylistically, it looks perfect. It Wait, looks so cool. So why does she hate this part? I don't know. I think she thinks it's boring. Oh, okay. But to me, it's like, this is where Jack is learning her, like his, like his mistakes. He's yeah. like, oh, wow. I, like, I, really, I love this song. I really messed up. And it just looks cool. Like, he's, he's learning, like, what have I done? What? And he's like, almost... Suicidal is not the right thing, but like, that's what, what's the word? He just feels very useless. Yeah, he's like, well, how could I be so blind? All is lost. Yeah. Where was I? Everything's gone all wrong. What have I done? And um, he's like saying like he's he's gonna die alone. Yeah, but he never intended all of this madness. Never, and no one understands. Well, how could they? That all I ever wanted was to give them something great. Yep. Why does nothing ever turn out like it should? Well. What the heck? I went and did my best. And by God, I really tasted something swell for That's a moment. Right. We touched the sky. And at least they tell some stories they can tell I did. And here's Jack's growth. Oh, and for so the first good. time since, I can remember when I felt like just my old bully self again. And I, Jack, the Pumpkin King. That's right. I, I am, am the Pumpkin, pumpkin King. king. Uh, and, and this I is where you... can't wait until next Halloween because I've got some new ideas that will really make them scream. So good because and he just <sighs> so before here there's a, a segment that goes back to Oogie Boogie Man and I think this is 
It's before the song or after the song? It's before the song. Before the song where she goes mm-hmm. to, because she's like, wait a second, Santa Claus, that's who I can. That's how I can help right now. Yep. That's what I can help with. Yeah. And so, and so this is where she takes his leg off. Yep. So she takes her leg off. <laughs> and Dougie Boogie Man. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> so they almost get away, but Santa Claus is too fat. And then yeah. he does his weird power where he sucks. He's like sucks the air. And I don't understand that. <laughs> <part> really. <laughs> yeah. You could just like. <laughs> and they all that. come. And that's Sally then gets trapped too. Yeah. But. Um. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's a good point to talk about. Yeah. I just want to talk about, like, this scene is shot beautifully. Okay, so let's let's look. He could have crashed anywhere, right? Yeah. Like, he could have crashed in a home. But instead, they're like, the writer and the director was like, no, 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 let's have him crash in a graveyard because that is, he's a, he's a bone daddy. He's, yep. he's the pumpkin king we can't have him crash in some suburb he's gonna crash in a graveyard and he's gonna be held up by this angel right like it's so aesthetically it's so cool so beautiful so then he's he's being held up by this angel and then he's like just like woe is me i'm i messed up people aren't gonna see me the the same and he's like moving his arms and he's got these dangly beautiful red rags that just shine so bright on screen and like he's He's doing these figure motions. He's they they put him in these these uh this like statuesque looking figures. That's how he looks as he walks and talks and sings through the graveyard, and it's just beautiful. Anyways, I love there was a there's that moment where he like steps on a chair and then falls with the chair. Oh. He like uh makes the chair fall with him. Yeah steps on it to make it fall. I remember seeing that as a kid and I was like, I can, I'll do that. And I did it. I did it all the time at church because those chairs are made perfectly to do that. Yeah. They're like little children's chairs and I would do it and practice and I loved it. And, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he realized like, okay, I should have done this. Like Christmas was not, it's not mine to take. Yeah. But I like how his mistake taught him, like, oh, I got better scares for next year. Yep. Like, I can do something different next year. And I think that's what, like, that's the most, like, this is the biggest takeaway from the movie, right? It's like, okay, he was burnt out. He found something else. But that something else failed, but it's going to make him better with the thing that he's burnt out on. Yep. And maybe give him, like, newer ideas. Mm-hmm. Which is something like we can all take. Because after this moment, it's just like filler. It's not yeah. so much filler. It's just closure. Yeah. And it have to have the villain in it for some reason. I think Oogie Boogie is probably the weakest part of the whole oh, movie. Yeah. I'm not. It's a perfect movie. I've already said that. He's weak. But that just means he's stronger than anything else ever, I guess. I don't know. So, I don't know. You know, you got to learn. You got to yep. learn. Beautiful. I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, because then we come here and because uh, Sally's like, oh, Jack's going to come save us. Because right. she knows that Oogie Boogie's scared of Jack because everyone's scared of Jack. Yeah, Jack's the best. And uh, But then at the same time, the mayor says, Jack's been shot down. And he's like, oh, what are you going to do now? Yep. And then Jack still comes and saves the day. Right. So he goes through the doors at the graveyard, which every graveyard leads to Halloween Town, by the way. Okay. That's just fact. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Halloween Town. Um, so he goes to Halloween Town, and dr- does he just he goes directly to Oogie Boogie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he goes directly to Oogie Boogie. He's like, "Hey, let them go." 
And Oogie Boogie's like, I'll let him go, but you got to fight me first. And it turns into this, like, boss battle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he has all these contraptions that are... Um, Just, like, poker. traps. They're, like, booby traps. Yeah, but they're all uh, casino-like related, like, yeah, cards. Yeah. and We got, like, guns and cards and, and roulettes and... yeah. Yeah. It's just visually looks fun. looks cool. Very Musical. Fun. Like. I always thought it was the coolest thing when I was a kid, yeah. seeing these roulette tables like try to kill Jack. And I always thought it would be cool to see that in real life. Um, so he goes down there and trying to fight him. And then, you know, like the next coolest thing happens is Oogie Boogie goes on this spinning crane thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And he goes on top and one thing I noticed this time is the string is actually dangling from the beginning. Like, he always had this loose string. Yeah. And I never noticed that before. Maybe I have, but it stood out to me this time. And uh, Jack actually pulls on it that yep. exact same time, and then it gets stuck in the spinning thing, and then you see him turn into bugs. Yeah. And you realize he's so just cool. a weird... Man, how long did that take to animate? Oh, my gosh. The bugs had to take... That had to be a year alone, I think. Yeah, feel like. just because when you There's so many bugs. Yeah, because when you animate you can't you don't you can't just focus, okay, I've got to animate this one thing. You have to invite He has to move everything. You have to animate the entire environment. So you, not only are you animating the environment, but you're animating these hundreds of bugs that make All up All of them. Ugh. It would painstakingly animate every individual bug. Yeah. Because it's not like move this part, take a picture, it's move this part, this different, part, then take a picture. Twenty-four times in a second. It took him three years to make this movie. Makes sense. Yep. Ah, it's perfect. Um. So then he slowly like disintegrates into all these little bugs. They're following it. There's like a pile of lava. Yeah, because that's what he's gonna put. Which is not animated. Did you notice that? That's actually filmed. Uh, There's I, a few scenes that are actually filmed. That's one. There's um, the the cranberry gets squished. Okay. With the magnifying glass, that's filmed. Um, and then there's another one, and it's like during a fog scene. And I'm trying to remember. There's probably more. Yeah, that makes sense though. But also, I forgot to mention this. But at the very beginning, there's like bats flying across the moon. Those are just on strings, and you can see the strings. <laughs> just oh. look for it next time. The very beginning. Off they to. might have taken them out now, taken them out now. Yeah. But, yeah. That's funny. Um. Okay, so he turns into little bugs. Jack Skellington squishes the last bug that's saying. What is it's he Santa saying? Claus that squishes the last oh, bug. Wait, it's, it's Santa Claus. What, the, what are they saying? He just. I'm he, done? What's Mr. Oogie Boogie saying? Oh, I don't remember it's what like, he's saying. I'm For, done. He, I'm done. Yeah, he's Something saying. Something like that. Yeah. You're done. I don't know. Yeah, but this is where, like, this is this particular scene where I'm like, this is a grumpy Santa Claus. Because, like, you're thinking, grumpy. like, in a kid's thing, it's like, oh, yeah, you're forgiven. I understand, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this is like, no, you idiot. You messed up. You messed up the whole Stay thing. Stay out of your He's home. He's like, I hope you have time. And you're like, of course I have time. I'm Santa Claus. Yeah, but don't. Stay in your own town. Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. It's, it's so like, great. And so he goes and, and he does his little, Christmas. touches his nose, and. It's perfect. And then. Uh, then and then he, you he, have the. Two, there's two songs that end it. Yeah, right? so before that, though, like, they go into the town and it's snowing. And oh, that's yeah. That's when we see, like, they kind of get a taste of the Christmas. The whole town, they finally get to see what kind of Christmas is. Because yeah. they see Santa Claus fly across the sky, and they're like, Merry Christmas! Halloween town! Yeah, and then 
they get to play with ice hockey and they're yeah. playing, you know, they're playing snowballs. And yeah, and there's two reprisal songs that kind of end this. There's a, a reprisal of This Is Halloween in the major key. Yep. Jack is back. Which I, I thought was a new song, but could be wrong. And then there's a reprise of Sally's song of Jack being like, wait a second. You've been here taking care of me and you actually knew this was wrong. Yeah, so that's when they do What's This and it's the snow. Yeah, oh yeah, there's yeah, there's the couple of reprisals. Yeah, huh? he says like, what's this? Must be a Christmas thing. What's this? It's really very strange. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. What's this? What's this? Okay, and then this is, they actually. it's actually the whole, the same song. It's just called Finale Reprise and it's the same song, but it feels like two or three songs. Yeah, probably just together. Yeah. And then this is when Sally and Jack go up the Curly Mountain. Yep. Which is visually probably like one of the most visual recognizable things in a movie ever. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you could show that mountain to anyone, and they'll be like, yeah, that's from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Like, easily. It's, like, more recognizable than probably Jack Skellington himself. Oh, yeah. It was so weird. I think because it was used a lot, that image of him on the on that mountain yeah, is I, used a lot of, like, the promotional material. Yeah, I think it's on the poster, and yeah. it's so cool looking. That's yeah. why. Like, it's so unique. Um, so he says, like, this is when they sing, like, my dearest friend, if you don't mind, I'd like to join you by your side. This is when they fall in love, yep. I guess, initially. Uh, which, not earned, but it's a perfect movie. So who cares? Because <laughs> Jack Skellington could care less about Sally through this whole thing. Yep. And Sally's like, I love you. I'm a fangirl. You're the best. And then finally he's like, but I guess it's kind of earned because when he's in the grave, he's like, you know, I'm Jack Skellington. Like, I shouldn't have been doing this. I should have stayed in my lane, and I should settle down and yeah. be with the one I love. And so they sing like and sit together now and forever for it is plain as everyone can see we're simply meant to be you know the last last lines they're holding each other on top of the mountain while it's snowing there's little icicles hanging from yep. the curly mountain I wonder if there's a I wonder if that mountain has a name do you think they named it I don't know the end that's the movie yep uh, did you get box office numbers not yet I will. Um, I think, uh, that, that, I'm probably not going to know any of these. I usually, 93, right? I always do bad with the older stuff. We've updated box office mojo to showcase our most popular features, provide you with a more intuitive interface and optimize it for mobile devices. We invite you to explore the site. What? Why would they do that? Yeah, it does look different. Um, Okay. So that mountain, that curly mountain looks so cool in snow. Just wanted to say that it real quick. It does look cool. Okay. This movie made $75 million domestically. Dang. Did really well. Yeah, it did. Uh, let's see. Uh, the first time it was released, it made $50 million. So they re-released it in 94. They re-released it in 2000. I think the 2001 when they re-released it. That was with the Disney name, right? Yeah, and then they did a 3D release. Oh, that was in 2006 they did the 3D release. 2008 they released it, 2009, 2009 again, and then 2016. They kind of do it every once in a while to, I don't know, show off. I don't know. Because it makes money. Every time they re-release it, it makes a million dollars. doesn't cost them anything. Okay, I don't know how this works, IMDb. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's 
Well, okay, it looks like it got released October 15th in only two theaters. So do you want to just do that, or do you want to do October 22nd, where it was released in 563 Should we just initial release October 15th? Two sure. theaters? Let's do it. I don't know. Okay, number one, it's an action movie with uh, Stallone and Snipes. Which Stallone. That's a... Uh, I just gave away a lot by saying that, probably. Yeah, I, I know what movie you're talking about, but I can't think of the title right now. Uh, Demolition Man. Uh, never mind. Okay, number <laughs> two is a TV show, very popular, probably during your parents' age, like when they were kids. TV like, show? A very popular TV show that was made into a movie in the 90s. Uh, it's about like a group of people who got rich, and then they moved. Oh, is that... Uh Gosh. The Beverly Hillbillies. Oh. Yes. This movie is very nostalgic with people our age. Number three. It's about a group of... Uh, it has John Candy in it. I don't know who that is offhand. John Candy. Uh, okay, so it's about a group of um, people who want to go to the Olympics. Oh, is this a... Uh, um, my gosh. I know John Candy is now. Uh, cool Runnings. Yep, Cool Runnings, number three. That came out that... It was in 93? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was later 90s. I don't know this movie. Why is that such a popular film with people our age? I have no idea. I mean, I like it. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird, that's a weird correlation of people who really like it. Right. Hmm. People love it. Yeah. I, I like it. I don't, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things I don't know if I would like, in a list of movies, I would pick it over a bunch of movies I yeah. enjoy, but if someone put it on, I would definitely watch it. Oh, for sure. This movie's called Malice. Never heard of it. Tell about a happily married couple who would like to have children. Tracy teaches art. Andy's a college dean. Things are never the same after she's taken to a hospital and operated upon by Jed, a known know-all doctor. It looks like a horror movie. No. Number five is called Judgment Night. Never heard of it. What is it? Four friends on their way to a boxing match get caught in heavy traffic, so they take a shortcut in order to get there faster. Unfortunately, it leads to them witnessing a murder, which leads them running for their lives. Uh, number six, The Good Son. Number seven, The Joy Luck Club. Number eight, The Age of Innocence. Number nine, The Fugitive. Ten. Oh, The Fugitive. Yeah, Bronx Tale. That was 90. Th- Dang. So I weirdly grew up on that movie. It's one of the. It's considered one of the greatest. Imp- that movie is one of the greatest improv lines, like memorable improv lines. What is it? Uh, the I don't care. Oh. With uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I'm innocent. I don't care. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, the next week. So this movie had a weird release schedule because it was released in two theaters, probably L.A. and New York, on October fifteenth through the seventeenth, which is probably like a film festival type situation. Probably. And then October twenty second through the twenty fourth, they only released in five hundred sixty three theaters. It got number three, and then Halloween weekend, they they re released it worldwide, and it did fantastic. It did. It was number one at eight million, and then. Next hmm. week it was number one at seven million. It just slowly kind of kept its steam rolling. Like Probably people. was very strategic if they were yeah. trying to get it for like Halloween. Yeah, someone was very smart behind making that successful. Right. It's like uh, Disney knows what they're doing. Yeah. It's so weird. They thought this movie was actually going to do really poorly, and they said that I was reading a thing saying, like, it wouldn't have mattered if it did. Oh, Tim Burton was saying that. He's like, we didn't know if this movie would do well, but 
didn't matter too much because it meant something to us and we really enjoyed making it. Yeah. And it ended up doing pretty well. And it became a cult hit overall. (sighs) It's interesting. The cultural impact, like, it's almost weirdly synonymous with, like, Hot Topic. Yeah. Yes. Which is unfortunate. It's almost a problem. But it's fine. It's fine. I think it was worse when we were in high school. Oh, yeah. You don't see that as much anymore. Uh, Like, that goth, emo kind of look. But I think Tim Burton in general does that. You know, like, Beetlejuice, Batman, and... Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, most Ed kids Wood. who were who would like and actually were intentionally buying the stuff because they enjoy the films, not just right weird people, weird hipsters. Yeah, whatever Henry's, they were called at the time. Right, like, people who like generally enjoy that usually generally just enjoy all of Tim Burton. Right, Henry Selleck too kind of contributes to that with like James and the Giant oh, yeah. Peach and Coraline. And just that. I remember before Christmas. Yeah. Uh. Okay, next week we're doing Isn't It Romantic? It's kind of a different take on the romantic comedies. So Halloween's over. Yeah. We're not doing any more Halloween movies. We're mm. going to do a Christmas one, though, so look forward to that in December. I might, we might just release all those at once, like tell you what. Well, not all episodes at once, but we'll tell you what movies we're going to do. Yeah, like so the, the last episode of November, have it decided by then. Yeah, so we'll do like, uh, you know, four Christmases. and There's probably like... Like we could do the Christmas Prince. What is that? What is that? Is that what it's called? The that Netflix was that? one. The yeah. really. B- it's so bad. I've never seen it. Have it's seen so it? bad. Okay, maybe not. No, we could. Sit, I mean, I be... Well, no, we should do like classic ones. So probably we'll, we'll sit down and pick some. You'll pick some. I'll pick some, and it'll be we. Perfect. I think if we go through, we could maybe do it for one of the four episodes or whatever. Yeah. It is, just because it's accessible. Well, maybe maybe we'll do like, um, one that's popular. It seems like there's always one every Christmas that's popular that's on Netflix, and maybe we'll do be... that one. Probably a good idea is because Disney Plus will be out. Yeah, Disney. And will they're have doing some. the because they're doing an original. I don't know if it's a. Uh, it's not a romantic comedy though. What? It's got Anna Kendrick and. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, yeah. Anna Kendrick's and uh, freaking. John Heater. John Heater. Yeah. It might be. A, I think it is a romantic comedy. Oh, is it? Yeah, what's that movie called? Maybe we'll do that one. We'll we'll make a list. We'll have to make sure because tons. Of the story that's not advertised as a romantic comedy. Yeah, it looks like one though, doesn't it? I mean, it I gotta be. watch the trailer. Aren't they? They might be siblings. They're siblings. That's what it is. Because yeah. he's supposed to be the new Saint Nick, and he that's goes. That's right. It's his and that Saint Nick's daughter and son. That's right. Yep. It's been a while since I've seen that trailer. Um, we'll make a list. Yeah. There's gonna be a few on Disney Plus, anyways. Yeah. So cool. So look forward to that Christmas episodes. There's a lot of romantic comedy Christmas. Yeah. There's, I don't know why. Just is. And then uh, that was it. No more. No more Halloween. Are you sad? A little bit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's done. We're over. Uh, okay. So it was this episode. Yep. Wait. Isn't it romantic? That's what we're doing. November is going to be a floater. Like, I think we're going to do Isn't it romantic next We've, week? And then I want to do probably You've Got Mail at some point. I know. We talk about you Got Mail, and then we then you uh, The Big Sick. Oh, The Big Sick. Yeah. I think those are the three we'll probably do in November. And we just but there's four weeks. So we'll pick we'll another, another one. one. Yep. But. Sweet. Anything else you want to say? You want to plug anything? I will plug something. Oh, please. And may hopefully this isn't too preemptive because we're still working on it. But me and my wife have been wanting to do music for a Sweet. long time. I don't. We still don't know how we're going to release it, but we're doing a... Release it on this podcast. Release it on the podcast. <laughs> we're, if everything goes according to the plan, we'll release it Monday or Tuesday. Michelle wants to get it Monday because it's a Halloween song. It's, um, it's a song from Hocus Pocus. Oh, cool. 
Sweet. She found kind of a version of it. And she's like, we should do this. And we recorded a film and not enough time. So it's, it's going to be slightly janky, but it's got cute kids in it. And it's, there's a little bit of a story and Michelle had fun with it and I'm really excited for it. Awesome. Well, uh, when it's so. done, let me know and I'll put it on the Facebook. Cool. And, uh, so look forward to that. If it's Monday, this comes out Monday as well. Yeah. So you'll probably, they'll probably come out on the same day. Yep. Um, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, visit our website. What am I saying? Rom- <laughs> romcomdudes.com and yep. at romcomdudes at all the social needs. On and- those meads. And uh, don't forget to thank your mom or your dad or your mother figure or your father figure. And as always, I'm pretty sure it was a head instead of a pump. <laughs> they were playing hockey with. <laughs> Bye.